0: How you guys doing? Cool. Um, we have a pretty small, intimate group tonight, so um, feel free to pipe up if you want to add in your two cents. I'll only give you two cents, though, not a dollar's worth. Um, but everyone can chip in. Raise your hand if you have a thought or a question, um, and we can roll. Um, what I want to talk about today is kind of similar to Drew Shep spoke last week. Um, raise your hand if you were here last week. Just a few people. Well, he talked about living faithfully and how sometimes our dreams and goals in life and maybe even like a calling that we feel like God has for us can actually distract um, from us being faithful in, in the small things. And that's what I really want to talk about today is faithfulness in small things, in living normal life, just living mundane glorious normalcy in a, in a, in a real tangible and intentional way, which we get distracted from doing. Um, there's different things in our lives, um, different internal and external pressures that prevent us from engaging with life in, in real ways. Um, that's what I want to talk about today. Who knows what John ten ten says, anyone life to the fullest. That's right. So it says, Jesus is basically saying, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and that he comes to bring life, and life abundantly. Can you even share, like, what that means to you? Like, what does life abundantly mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Anyone else have any thoughts? Life of abundance. Uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. true yeah being satisfied in the mundane mundane. yeah and and i mean life of abundance in in a lot of ways and we're going to get into this more um later here but sometimes i think that our even our spiritual intensity or our desire just like drew was talking about last week our our desire for to to fulfill our call and our purpose can actually hamper us from living abundantly and and that I think that life of abundance is living completely free and completely able to interact and connect and to be intentionally purposeful in every and any situation that we encounter. in our relationships with the people that are around us, our family, our friends, um, being able to invest and get joy out of our job and working and, and seeing tasks completed um, to, to doing things on our own time. um, Even, even enjoying uh, relaxation to the fullest, that life of abundance is having the personal capacity to fully enjoy and participate in life. Doesn't that sound great? And Life, when we think about it, like what is life, what is alive, well, we think of, you know, plants, animals. It's really anything that has the capacity to grow, anything that has the capacity to change um, and, um, and to, to morph and, and to move. And that's what life is. Um, so life is personal growth. It's learning new things. It's facing even facing challenges and conflict and tensions. It's the adventure of discovery, L- you know, learning new things, going to new places, meeting new people, learning more and more how different other people are than yourself. Um, it's it's about relationships. It's learning about how to love um, when disconnected. It's about learning to overcome adversity. Um, in in all of those arenas, it's it's that is what life is. Life is. All of the growth, all of the tension, all of the, the glorious things that happen through, through normal human relationship and interaction and our normal everyday lives. Um, but it's fascinating that our society seems to be, in a lot of ways, actually pushing and motivating us to not be alive. Um, think about it. You, you work, and your purpose in working is to retire so you can just sit on your butt and do whatever you want. Like that's that's the purpose of work. And so work is only a means to an end. Um, you know, we you look to avoid conflict in every relationship. So one, you only surround yourself with people who are like you because you only appreciate yourself and you're only comfortable with yourself. So the people that you spend time with are those that are most like you. And and so and we and, and we don't really want to, to step in, we're not that society doesn't encourage um, good conflict management or resolution. Um, it doesn't encourage, you know, stepping towards that tension, as, as Paul Anderson um, often talks about. Um, society show, tells us, and in, in even from a young age, to, to not want to step out and take a risk and learn something new for fear of failure or feeling that we'll, we'll look like a fool. I work at a school, elementary school, and... Even in those kids, time and time again, they'll, like one kid will be trying something new. It was just the other day that I had 5th and 6th graders and then I had 1st graders. And the, the, they were all playing football and I was playing catch with the, the two first graders and then the 5th and 6th graders were playing catch with each other. And then every once in a while the 5th or 6th grader would jump and try to catch the ball as I threw it to one of the other smaller kids. And one time I threw it to the smaller kid and one of the older kids lunged for it and missed it and the younger kid caught it and he got so excited because he, you know, that older kid didn't get it and he caught it and he just was like, yeah, like excited and the older kid looked at him and just started like, oh, don't be excited like da-da-da-da. And, and like over and over again, kids are kids are competing and saying like, oh, you did that? Well, that's easy. Like that's nothing. I can do that all the time. And so it's ingrained from an early age that we shouldn't try something we're not good at. And that from the get-go, stems our capacity to live. Because no longer are we willing to take risks. No longer do we feel safe to be able to step out, even in the mundane, even in simple things. Can I share our pool story? And so, like, Shatera, um, she's my girlfriend. She's great. And um, there's even been times, like, when we've, like, talked about doing something, like, for a while, I wanted to play pool with her. But she didn't want to play pool because she's like, I really am bad at pool. And I'm like, I don't care it's just, I'll, I'll, I'll show you, like, I'll teach you, it's just about the experience of playing pool, like, how much, how much more fun would it be to, to learn and play than to be afraid of, and, and not do it at all, and for a while, she refused, and we didn't do it, and then eventually, um, she did, and we, and I taught her, and, um, and we had fun, now she's great, she's been beating some of the guys at Bethel, and, but, 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 but it, it, it became fun, and, and, and it became more full of life. Um, society tells us to not want to be uncomfortable in any way, and so we frame up our lives um, in boxes that we can control, um, in environments that we can control so that we don't have any sort of influence or stimuli that makes us uncomfortable, that questions our preconceived notions or that that targets insecurities that we have. Um, and and society and society pushes us to not want to work very hard, um, wants us to just to relax and and seek endless entertainment, um, and really what that's doing is it's cutting off our capacity to live abundantly. I was even thinking about it. I think it was a year ago, maybe a couple years ago. Um, I, I was thinking about it in regards to like one of my roommates had torn pants, and he said. He was pretty bummed out about his torn pants and he's like, "Oh, I wish I had someone to sew my pants." I was like, well, why don't you do it?" Well I don't I'd be bad at it. So what? It'd be fun. Hey, you have pants that are torn, you get to learn how to fix something. you know, but our perception is often so warped that that anything that takes a little amount of effort rather than something that could be exciting and life-bringing and enjoyable to learn and to experience, even if we don't do it that well, who cares? All of a sudden becomes a burden and something we complain about and something that's a problem rather than a, than a possibility. So um, there's, there's a few different things that, I'm, that, I'll, that I'll lay out here that are um, perspectives on life that actually really don't help our capacity to live at all. So there's a life of complaining, okay? Um, This is so rampant Um, everywhere we go. And I'm not just talking about this is a secular versus Christian thing. Um, This is just across the board true for humanity is that we have a culture of complaint all the time. Everything is hard. Everything is work. Everything is miserable. Even if it's not at all, like I'll talk to people at work, Um, teachers and stuff like, oh, how's your day going? It's always negative. It's always, well, you know those kids. Yeah, they're great. You know, well, (laughs) you know, it's Monday. Why don't you say something positive? You know, like why are we wired so much that the first thing we talk about, what do we feel like we need to make work out to, to be like, oh, I'm really important and I'm working really hard and it's terrible, you know? So, woe is me because I work so hard and no, it's, it's fun. This is life. This is what it's all about. You know, the weather, you know, we get snow and, and, and people don't say, wow, it's so beautiful. They say, the roads are going to be slippery on our way back and traffic is going to be terrible. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Why are we wired that way? It's just this, this life of complaining and we got to get rid of it. We got to nix it, um, right away. And and it is a choice that we can all make and, and we can all fall into it. Um, but I, and I'm not talking about like big things that, that we do need to process. I'm talking about really silly, stupid things that get us caught up um, in life. There's also a life of comparison, um, and that prevents us from living, um, even in, in mundane, normal things. Um, think like exercise. You know, you can say like, oh, I would exercise, but I'm not like that person over there. Who cares? You're your person. Do you want to exercise and, and, and be fit and be more able or not? But there's this, this, this problem of comparison um, that prevents us from living and prevents us from investing in our own well-being and our own wholeness and in, in our own freedom because we're scared of what other people are going to think and, and we and we feel like well I'm not that good or I'm not you know going to be a professional athlete so why should I even run well maybe because it's healthy and it's even kind of fun sometimes and you get to, to move and, and work this, you know, physical body that we have. Um, and so there's this place of comparison in, in all, a lot of areas that, that prevent us. There's also a life of regret and shame. Um, you know, you can think, you know, like, well, I'm, you know, I haven't established this healthy habit at this point, so it's really hard to do it now at my age. You know, maybe maybe it's cooking well, I haven't learned how to cook now, and now that I'm 30, well, now I might as well just not try. It's like, no, come on, it's fun, just do it, you know, and just start, just start learning, just start um, enjoying, and, and just start living. Um, regret and shame um, will get you nowhere. I don't know if you've read this board, I didn't write that up there, but it, like, makes a whole lot of sense. It's great for this topic. It says, you can either live in your past, be inactive in the present, and forfeit your future. Or, you can forget your past, be active in the present, and build your future. Amen? Sounds fun. There's also a life of expectation. Well, I thought it would be easier. I didn't know that relationships actually took work. I didn't realize that I had to learn how to put up with people that have different opinions than me. Well, I didn't realize that there was going to be tension or conflict. One of the things Paul Anderson likes to say, he says, Um, he's like, life wouldn't be so difficult if I hadn't expected it to be so easy. And it's just true. And, and not even, you know, easy and difficult in, in the sense of like enjoyable or not, but maybe even like complex and simple is a better way to put it. I wouldn't expect life to be so, or life wouldn't be so complex if I didn't expect it to be so simple. Um, and, and as we grow there's, there's growing pains we, w- you know, we're, we're learning and expanding and, and being stretched and strengthened um, through all uh, myriad of uncomfortable circumstances that's awesome that's not a bad thing, that's not a negative thing that's a glorious thing because that's where life is, that's where um, the rubber hits the road yeah. there's a life of fear um, that leads to control, we're afraid of making mistakes, I kind of talked about that um, there's life as a victim Well, if my circumstances were different, you know, if I, you know, didn't have my genes, if I, you know, whatever, uh, you can fill in the blank. If, 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 if this was different, if that was different, then I would, then I would, then I would. No, it's just not true. Um, We're all different. We all have different abilities, capacities. Um, You know, we'll all do different things, better or worse, but who cares? You know, you are where you are and you are who you are, so you might as well do something, Right? Life is a victim. It's a, it's a life sucker. Um, then there's also life of achievement. And this is kind of what Drew talked about um, last week. You know, well, when I get a promotion, then I'll have a better attitude. You know, when I get married, then life will be easy. Then, then, I'll, then things, will, things, will work, things will work out for me. Um, you know, when I get more money, well, if I just moved out of this horrible weather, then I'd be happier. No, it's a it's an internal job, guys. Um, it's an internal thing. There's no circumstance that will alter our character, our capacity to live and engage in a, in, a, in an abundant way. Um, it's a it's a very spirit it's a spiritual thing. It's a, it's something that we are freed to do um, in Jesus. And and because of Jesus, as Christians, we should be the most free people. To engage in ordinary life, and unfortunately, sometimes we're the most awkward people to engage in ordinary life. Um, but we should be the most free. We've been forgiven. We we have we sh- you know we have the capacity because of Jesus to walk in a way where we don't need to have pretense. We don't need to compare with other people. I'm in. I'm going to heaven. It says that our life is that this life is but a mist here today and gone tomorrow. Um, you know, in Matthew, it talks about um, don't worry about tomorrow today has enough worries of its own just you know focus on the present yeah someone might you know not think you're all that or you know think that your activity or you know whatever isn't that cool well who cares i i love todd white says something he says i'm not out of my mind i'm out of yours isn't that great say i'm not out of my mind i'm out of yours and because he he refuses to 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 give control of his life into the hands of other people through their opinions and through their expectations. Um, so as as we step out, so I'm um, gonna do a little teach here on um, a couple things, but this is ultimately encouragement to to wherever you are with wherever you're going to to invest in life, to invest in work, regardless of where that work is. Um, if, you're, if you're feeling like, well, oh, I'd enjoy work if I was doing this. No, this is a, a character thing. This is a heart thing. Um, and even Brother Lawrence, uh, in the book Practicing the Presence, he washed dishes his whole life, was so blissed out on God, and then just the, the, the reveling in life You know, in, in everything about it that people would come from miles to wash him, watch, watch. Watch him wash dishes. And I don't know why. He's probably just like out of his mind and in rapturous bliss. And so they wanted to come and and look at him. Um, But but there is that capacity for us to, to see that and experience those things in the ordinary, in the mundane. So there's things to watch out for in our lives, personal lives, that can show us, that can be indicators of our inability to, to live fully and to fully see life and want to step into it and grasp it. One mindless entertainment. Um, if you find yourself continually going back to mindless entertainment, um, it's not gonna, it's not real life. Um, it's uh, what do you call it when you live through something else vicariously? And uh, entertainment's fine. Like it's not a, it's not. N- bad in and of itself it's not evil um, but it can become a, a supplement for us to, to run from life itself um, people who are negative um, or complainers if we surround ourselves um, with people who carry attitudes of, of bitterness and complaining well chances are our perception of life um, and our sense of entitlement for what we deserve or the way things ought to be will start tainting our perception and warping our view on this on on life and will become negative with them laziness um if you sometimes feel like you have an idea like oh I'd love to do that or that'd be so fun and you just don't have the motivation to do it that's laziness um talk about that with a with a friend and um pray about it and then step out and do it be like no I want to do this because it's fun because it carries life Units learning an instrument or something um Pretending, uh, in the biggest way I can see, is social media. I've done it; we've all done it. Um, but you start living, you start living f- for the perception of other people. And so, you—I I saw a dumb video a while ago on like Instagram devotions. Anyone see that? And and it was all about this. I mean, it was, and it was depicting. Uh, one girl, I don't know if it was multiple, but they were setting up their devotions just so they could take a picture of it and Instagram it. And, and so like, you know, everything was perfect, the candle and the Bible and the journal and the pen and, pe- and journal, you know, writing love and stuff. And oh, I just love my quiet time with Jesus, hashtag, ha- you know. And, and, but we live in a way that really we're not living. We're just living in order to create uh, an image of ourselves so that other people can see us in a certain light. And and for the most part, if we look on social media, we're not seeing people's real lives. We're just seeing w- what they want us to see in terms of what they w- hope is expected. I remember seeing another commercial or maybe it was a, a Facebook thing, I don't know, a while ago where this guy was um, going around in life and like taking a, a selfie with his girlfriend and being like, yay, night, n- night out with the girl, you know, but then... Like it shows after he does that clip and they're just like sitting there, like not talking at all, like looking extremely depressed. You know, he's out in a car, like driving, steps out of the car, like takes a picture of the scenery, like I'm out for a run. You know, it's like (laughs) what? (laughs) You know, and and, but it's possible. And and on some level, we can all do that, even not on social media, but even in our conversations and the way that we talk is that image that we're wanting to present carries more life in it than the one we're actually living And that's no good. Um, Introspection um, is also a killer where we think, well, you know, I'm not doing this the best. Or, you know, I'm I'm guilty, you know, or ashamed of this or that or this. and, And we look, and am I able to do that? I don't know if it's possible. We just get so focused in and of ourselves that we don't have the capacity to step out and engage and do some things. And the last thing to watch out for, and this is... I mean, really only relevant for Christians, is Gnosticism. Gnosticism is basically separating the material world from the spiritual world. And it says that the material world is bad. This natural, anything that's touchable, tangible, experiential is bad. And the spiritual world is good. Okay? That's the, that's the root of Gnosticism. And their, their main tenant, um, back in the day, was that Jesus actually didn't have a physical body um, because they, they really thought that all the natural world was so bad that it was impossible for God to actually have a natural body. So he just had a spiritual imagery body, but it w- wasn't natural. So that was the, the heresy of Gnosticism. And, but Gnosticism is still completely rampant, um, and all of us are influenced in some way because it bu- beca- on its fundamental level, Bye, because it separates the the natural from the spiritual. So there's two types of Gnosticism. There is Greek Gnosticism. Greek Gnosticism says that the world that the, the physical material world is bad and the spiritual world is good, so let's reject the physical and push for the spiritual. So now I'm gonna whip my body, I'm gonna do bad things to 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 my physical body to to get spiritual benefit. I'm going to reject every um, natural pleasure, like good food, you know, uh, physical intimacy with I- I within a married couple, um, and I'm going I'm to somehow reject these natural, um, you know, pleasures and material things in hopes of having spiritual benefit. Now, there's another one, uh, Roman Gnosticism. Roman Gnosticism says... Yes, the material world's bad, spiritual's good, but we're bad, and we can't really do anything about it, so let's just do whatever we want. So on one hand, Greek Gnosticism is uh, legalism, and Roman Gnosticism is licentiousness, or, well, whatever, we can't do anything anyway. We might as well, um, you know, get drunk all the time and sleep around or whatever. And, but Jesus comes he and and God comes and he does something very strange he steps into the world as a man and and we call that the incarnation and in the incarnation God reveals he wraps all of the physical and there's no more separation there's no more separation it says um, that that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself that Jesus came in physical form and baptize the natural realm there is no separation between the natural and the mundane and the spiritual okay there, there is no separation God is imbued in life he's imbued in relationships in work he's imbued in 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 our our personal you know activity in this world and how it affects us and how we affect it he's all about the natural normal tangible life he was a carpenter for years, way more than he did ministry. He only did ministry for 3. And he was a carpenter for many years working, measuring, sawing, sanding, creating, living with his family, living, you know, with all these other people he lived life, he even pooped, probably, you know, for goodness sake. He was human. Yes, Jesus did. And um and it's important for us to realize that there is no separation and I think that's one of the the biggest things in our minds, whether we realize it or not, that prevents us from, tr- from truly engaging in life. And truly engaging in our work, even in some relationships because we feel like, oh, everything has to be super spiritual. Everything has to have this, this deep spiritual implication um, and, and meaning. But I think that when we start seeing that he's all in all, um, that, he, that he has uh, everything. Everything. Colossians 1, it talks about it all the time, that that he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. All things. Eden means pleasure. Did you guys know that? Eden means pleasure. The world was created for us. And us for the world, and there is evil, and there is bad, there is corruption, and and so there there is a way for us to misappropriate and misuse um, the the good things that God has given us. But we filter those things through the context of the Word, so that we know the best way that those produce life in us and through us. Amen. So all of our straining like our striving our comparison our fear prevent really prevents us from living at all just prevents us from living makes it hard to get up in the morning makes us h- makes it difficult to enjoy work what is what I- what do some people do for work awesome you get to see tons of people every day that's great that's great what else a barista at Starbucks you get to make coffee that travels from around the world, somehow travels from around the world and you get to, to see tons of people interact with, with folks. Guys, there, there's a perspective that we can have. Not that you, you need to say, oh, I'm where I wanna be the rest of my life. Well, no, you don't need to say that. You can have aspirations and you can have dreams, but we are called to invest in the present moment with where we're at in a significant and real and intentional way. I don't do that the best all the time. I can get distracted. I can get, you know, checked out. You know, from from you know living relationally well with my roommates, or um, you know being really intentional at work, um, and being really thankful. Um, Thanksgiving is a great way to start, to start change our attitude, to change our minds. Um, you know, Jesus says that we are in the world, but we're not of it. Um, Romans 12:2 says that we should be not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. That, that we have the capacity to engage in life in such a way that it just radiates goodness and God's love and his purpose and in some ways that is the the, the brightest light um, that we can shine um, you know regardless of you know our, our vocalization even um, our, of, of specific evangelism but if I have the personal capacity to live in such a whole way that it that it that it speaks a message. 1st Thessalonians 4:10 through 12. This is the apostle Paul writing. This guy who ran around starting churches, preaching, teaching, so earnest and active and zealous. He says, But we urge you, brothers, to do this more and more, which was to love each other, and to aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we instructed you, so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. You might have a call to do something big. You might be called to... to to do something different that you're doing right now, but you are called regardless of where you are, regardless of who you are, regardless of who you're with, to do all of those things well, with excellence, with intentionality. Not that you're going to do it perfect, okay, but to, to grasp hold of life. We need to stop being owned by life, stop being a victim of life, and instead start influencing our circumstances instead of being influenced by them. Uh, Danny Silk talks about being a powerful person. He says a powerful person is like a hose turned on in muddy water. That that clear water is coming out, but that mud's not going in. It's still in a muddy situation. It can still be in a in a tough circumstance, but that that hose is influencing. Doesn't mean we need to fix everything or take responsibility for every little problem. We manage ourselves and we and we live abundantly. So go do something, guys. I don't, know, I don't know what it is that you've wanted to do. Um, I'm not even talking about like, spiritual you know, dreams and, and ministry. Um, those are r- obviously really great, too, so go do those. And I'm talking about like, maybe, maybe you've said, like, oh, I love nature and I love to explore. And, and maybe you've been like, well, I don't have a car, otherwise I'd totally you know, go up to Duluth and do that way more. Stop making excuses. There's Minnehaha Falls. There's all these parks. There's all these wonderful places to go visit. Like if you've been wanting to, to get out, if, you've, if you feel like that's something that's a part of who you are, just go do it. Like grab a friend or go by yourself even. Um, stop making excuses and go do it. Um, learn to cook. You know, maybe you've been, been wanting to do that. Well, just do it. Make some terrible dishes. Make some horrible food and learn from it and laugh about it. and It'll be fun. And maybe some, you can convince someone to try it and you can laugh at them as they choke it down. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Uh, learn from Anna Rosa. She's a phenomenal cook. Play a new game that you're horrible at. It'll be fun. It'll be great. You'll learn something new. You'll experience. Learn a new hobby. Pick up an instrument. Um, and and, and let's, let's do this thing, huh? Enjoy those around you. Um, You know, even though those relationships won't be perfect, not everyone relates in the most whole and complete ways. They might not encourage you the best. They might not love you the best. But hey, that's why we got grace and forgiveness, you know, just completely compelling us in all arenas. And so that we can enjoy them anyway, and we can appreciate them anyway, and we can encourage them anyway, and we can accept their encouragement anyway. Um, So engage in those relationships and invest in them. Invest in the people that are closest to you in the best way that you can right now. Invest in your family. Uh, You know, be real. Be intentional. uh, Be genuine with with your love for them and your affection for them, your questions. um, Do that. You know, fight, fight for this freedom. Fight for for just life itself and the and that growth. Um, just do it. Right, read, people watch. Go do j- go. We gotta live. You know, we gotta we gotta experience. There's so much glory, guys. There's so much glory in life. So much glory in in, in the mundane and cleaning, um, in planting a garden, in raking the leaves, in he- sitting down over coffee with someone and just talking about life in um, walking down the streets and just seeing, you know, all of God's children, whether they, you know, know him yet or not, you know, walking by and, and living and, and relating. Um, God is not up there apart from it. He's right down in there. And and we'll start seeing him more and more the more that we engage and the more that we plug in and the more that we choose to to truly live. Amen? That's it. Get... <laughs>